Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, hey, what's going on, beautiful brown girl? This is Bree, the host of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. I am so Happy that you are here for another Monday. I hope that your day so far is going amazing. I am so stoked. I'm so happy. Um, I have a guest on this episode today, and I'm super excited um, to dive into this conversation. I think that this is going to be pertinent for, for all of us as Black women that are doing our best to heal, thrive, and survive and bloom out in these um, streets, in these dating streets and relationship streets. Today, I'm talking to my girl, Danny. She is a mental health advocate. Um, she's dope as hell. She has a uh, site that is coming soon called Absolutely Maybe. I'm going to let her tell you about that. But she is going to share with us kind of like her journey, her journey from, um, uh, I guess, a toxic relationship and just how damaging it was and how she was able to recover, snatch her life back, get herself all the way back together get it back on track and continue to live an abundant and amazing life. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Hey, Danny. Hey, how are you? How are you? I am well. I'm really excited to have you on. I'm really excited to hear more about your story and how you were able to just do a complete 180. Um, so yes. go ahead and introduce yourself for the audience that may not um, be familiar with, with who you are and what you do. Yes. Well, thank you for the beautiful introduction. I feel like you, you really set me up nicely there. <laughs> <laughs> and I love hearing you talk about abundance um, because that's exactly what I was seeking. Um, yes. and why I started absolutely. Maybe um, absolutely. Maybe is just that I was feeling like I had it all together, but also had it had nothing together at the same time. So that was my sentiment behind naming the business Absolutely Maybe. And it's a platform to bring people together to break down the stigmas just surrounding mental health, surrounding mental wellness, and helping us build a community where we can be honest with each other. Um, I, I was getting frustrated with people who would say, you know, it seems like you don't ever have a bad day or, you know, you're always so happy. And that's not the case. So I wanted to be 
um, transparent about what I've been through, what I've gone through and help celebrate overcoming, you know, the toxic relationships, plural. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. <laughs> <laughs> and just encourage dialogue because I know so many people, so many black women are going through or have been through similar situations and we just don't always have a space to talk about it. So thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear more. So Danny and I met because she's in my Brown Girl Society group. And Danny, you don't know, but that is what the group is now called, Brown Girl Society. Yes. I like made that executive decision just a few days ago. <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. Me too, girl. <laughs> I am into it. So Brown Girl Society coming soon. Um, but in any case, she is just so dynamic and so amazing. And she was sharing just a, a small bit about just one of her relationships and how she was able to, like I said, just come on back, you know, to herself and remember just how amazing she is and do the things she needed to do to, to, uh, you know, get out of that relationship and reclaim her life. And I want to share all of that with, with my audience or with you, because it is so important. And I like the fact that you said that, um, people are like always assuming or saying, Oh my God, you're always so happy. And that's not always the case, but sometimes we just make that choice of how we want to be for the day or how we want to set the tone for the day. We make it like an executive decision and we kind of make moves within that space. But just because we choose joy today or choose happiness today or choose or the opposite, if we choose to be um, angry today or upset today, that's where that's how we feel you know, that doesn't mean that tomorrow we're going to feel, or even the next minute, right. That we're going to be in that same space We're humans and we kind of just fluctuate, you know, depending on kind of what's happening and where we are right now. So I love that. You're just like upfront about that. And you say, Hey, you know, I I'm a, I'm a dynamic human and I have these experiences and you know, this is how I'm moving through life, you know, and you yes. want to share that. So I'm totally Absolutely. here for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Even as we work through and as we go through our journey, it's um, just understanding that that's perpetual, right? That's never going to end. And we, we never really arrive. But once you start becoming more intentional and learning your patterns and learning more about yourself, I think it all kind of falls into place, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and get into the good, good, because I, I need the to good, hear. Good. Yes, yes, the good, good. I need receipts. Yeah, I need I need <laughs> stories. I need I need you to give us all the life today as only you can. Yes. And um, so let's start from the be- not the beginning, like where were you born, all that. But yeah. tell us about pre-relationship Danny. Like what was pre-relationship Danny like? You know, pre-relationship Danny was just. Uh, she just super carefree, super um, just loving and giving and nurturing and all the characteristics of an empath that you can list. Um, I've, I've always loved people and I've always had a heart for the underdogs. My, my parents would say, you just love the underdogs. You just really want to elevate and leverage people. And I think, um, you know, pre-relationship, pre-therapy, I didn't see that as um a gift or like a a a great a good thing that i have been mm-hmm. truly blessed with i think a lot of us 
as empaths or as these nurturers don't see what a gift that is. Um, and it's and, and in the wrong hands, it can just be mm-hmm. abused. And that's what mm-hmm. I experienced. And I think that's what set me up for the toxic relationships that I, I endured because I, mm-hmm. I didn't have boundaries. I always say now boundaries is my favorite B word <laughs> 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 because I had none. It was just all love and follow la 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 la. And, um, you know, when you enter into a relationship with somebody, they don't show you, they show you their representative. So you're thinking this person has good intentions for me and for this relationship. Um, mm-hmm. but I found quickly that that's not always the case. Um, but I would always be so hopeful going into new relationships and I would fall for the representative because mm, the representative, is, yeah, you, you have to have good intentions and be well-meaning because I am. So I would project that onto them. Well, he said this, so he is telling the truth about everything, his occupation, his past, his, you know, everything I would just take at face value, his character, I would take at face value and not do enough investigating. And, you know, by the time you're invested and it's been a few months and you start to see that representative and that facade fall away, you're already invested. So, and Mm. as you know, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. as a lot of us know, as empaths, sometimes we see that as a challenge that we can take on personally. And, you know, we martyr ourselves and we're like, okay, well, this person has been hurt or this person, whatever their it is, we mm-hmm. now think we take on a role of, okay, martyring ourselves and becoming nurturing and helping to heal them mm-hmm. all the while destroy, completely destroying ourselves. And mm-hmm. it, it happens so, it is, it's just... It happens in time. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that it just, it's a gradual disintegrating of the relationship and also, you know, your self-esteem, your values, your self-worth. You see over time, um, these things start to fall away. And, you know, that's just something that I stopped and recognized to break the pattern. Okay. So I'm going to rewind the tape just a second here. And I want to ask you, because you said some really good things. So Danny, for those that do not know, what is an empath? An empath is is someone that um, is just light and can feel feel the emotions of others. As an empath, you are highly sensitive and intuitive. In most cases, you know what you know. <laughs> you know, as we say, you know, a woman's intuition, but an empath is even, has even more heightened sensitivity to mm-hmm. the emotions of others. We can tell somebody lying. <laughs> um, <laughs> and but we just, um, we're highly aware and we're highly mm-hmm. loving people. Um, through therapy, I've learned that a lot of empaths have endured um, trauma, like in childhood. So I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Instead of using our trauma for bad, <laughs> we become sensitive and we become essentially like healers for other people. Most healers are empaths are empathetic and have a high degree of empathy for other people and can feel what other people are going through and just have the best intentions 
for other people. And that's beautiful. But without boundaries, it can be completely destructive. And that's what I kept finding myself um, facing. I mean, and I'm not just speaking about relationships. When I say toxic relationships, I mean friendships, family relationships, because, you know, people that aren't well-meaning and well-intentioned see Mm -hmm. impacts as weak or pawns that they can manipulate, which they effectively can if you don't Mm -hmm. tune in and first put value in yourself and safeguards around yourself. You can just easily be played (laughs) because Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. not everyone has your heart. I would always say that. I found myself in situations where I would just say, I would never do this to somebody. I don't know why they would do this to me, you know, mm-hmm. um, and be completely broke down, broke down and blindsided by people's actions. Because in my mind, I, I just can't conceive how someone could say one thing and do another or do one thing or say, you know, uh, cause any harm to me after mm-hmm. all that I've you know, all that I've done for you or all that I've been or as supportive as I've been. And I had to learn the hard way. Yes. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't we all, cause I am didn't just nodding my head with that. When you said <laughs> that you fell for the representative, I have yeah. done that. Um, de- <laughs> definitely. I have done that. And it's just so, it's just, I don't even know if crazy is the right word, Danny. It's just so bizarre that yeah. and I know that when you first start dating someone, <clears throat> excuse me, when you first start dating or you meet someone new, um, of course you want to put on your best self. You want to that that part is natural. I think we want to present our best self and and yeah. and you know be mannerable and personable and you know excited because this is new and you're just like oh man you just feel so great and you know especially if there's a connection so you want to put on your your best the but the best version of yourself, not of somebody yeah. else. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But then you're right, like you fall for that representative without doing too much digging um, because at face value, you're just like, oh, at least in my case, it was like, oh, somebody's interested in me. Somebody yes. wants, you know, you know what I'm saying? Someone, someone kind of likes me and that feels great because maybe I haven't had that in a while. Um, you know what I'm saying? Or I haven't necessarily always felt worthy of attention. Um, so this is exciting. This is new. Ignore the red flags, ignore the red flags, ignore the red flags. So I've, I've done that before too. So I want to know, like, as we kind of jump into the relationship, now we're kind of getting into relationships. And I know that you said, you mentioned this with family. It's not just men or, or your booze or whoever, but family and friends too. Any kind of relationship, um, is, is it, it can be affected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and can be toxic or unhealthy or not good or strained or whatever. So as we're kind of getting into relationships and stuff, tell me more about the kind of person um, that you fell for, and and what kind of red flags did you miss along the way? Well, I again through therapy, I I didn't recognize any of these patterns, and I, I just thought wow, I just meet incredibly awful people. And, Mm -hmm. but they have similar characteristics. They may look different. They may be from different backgrounds, but they all seem to be narcissists. And I I felt like a narcissist magnet, which Mm -hmm. if you do any research on narcissists, any YouTube searches, 
you will find that we are sitting ducks as empaths, as light, as, you know, healers. We are sitting ducks for them because, well, we mirror what they don't have, or sorry, we reflect to them what they don't have. So they seek out purposely and prey on people that have the qualities that they are lacking. Narcissists are, in most cases, super dark and empty. They don't have, um, I mean, their character is out the window. They don't have good character and they're not honest. In most cases, they are deceitful and manipulative. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they're quite the opposite of the antithesis of an empath. They are um, often those we spoke to early childhood behaviors and early childhood um, attachment styles. They often went through the same thing, which is sim- which is why a lot of us get caught up because okay, our backgrounds are similar, but you man yours manifested in you becoming a complete jerk. <laughs> instead, <laughs> I you know instead yes. I became I went the opposite and wanted to not or to help people through their situations narcissists in many cases were wounded and didn't work through their wounds so they're like super dangerous people well i have to ask like because i'm thinking that relationships excuse me they're give and take regardless of what's being given and what's being taken right the relationships are give and take in some in some at its core. So I want to know, like, what were you getting from these relationships, Danny? Like there had to be something like what, what was being fulfilled in some way in you, um, to, to allow you to kind of open yourself up and stay in. And we're going to get into like kind of stuff that you were noticing or things that happened, but I want to know kind of what, what were you receiving? Oh my gosh. Well, another just key characteristic of narcissists is that they're so charming and no, no one is going to just enter into a relationship and be emotionally, physically, or, you know, mentally abusive. They're going to come and we spoke to their representatives. So narcissists have it down. They know how to appeal to, to you. They know how to bring, you know, they're charming. They bring you flowers. They're gentlemen. They say the right things. They love bomb you. So Mm -hmm. what that is, is they give you all the affection and attention and um, words of affirmation that they know will hook you. So you'll notice in the beginning of relationships with narcissists, they are absorbing so much information from you. So your first dates, um, your first conversations, they want to know exactly who you are and they want to know your story so that they can effectively become that person they don't truly have a personality they kind of just mold to whoever they're with so Mm -hmm. you're on a first date with them and they're you know tell me about yourself and you're so thrilled because oh my gosh somebody's listening to me we're at this Mm -hmm. nice restaurant um he you know brought me flat they know how to engage you and hook you so um you know those are all the things that i like (laughs) i like you know, I, they, they know how to just fill in and become mm-hmm. like a chameleon um, mm-hmm. to whatever it is that you want and desire. So mm-hmm. that's how I was getting hooked. And mm-hmm. they're not able to maintain that for very long. So a few months in, you know, I, in one relationship in particular, 
I started mm-hmm. to see some of the cracks and I would pose questions. Um, I noticed inconsistencies. I noticed that you don't really have many friends, which is also a red flag. Um, not to yeah. say that we all have, you know, a, a huge number of friends, but there, there was no one that this person was truly connected to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they were connected to people, it was, for some mutual benefit. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, a coworker or, I mean, even some family members weren't in alignment with this person. So that was a red flag to me. Right. Um, and that's also been a red flag in other situations that I've been in with narcissists. Um, but after, <laughs> within a few months, if, because I wasn't whole and I was so needy for that attention, I didn't want to let that go because I've now become accustomed to this. And mm-hmm. this person has, you know, proven that they are going to be everything that I need because they know exactly what I need. And that's what they told me. And in some cases shown me up to a certain point. Right. Um, so I think that answers the question as to how you get caught up in the situation. It's not, it's all roses and butterflies and sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. initially. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're kind of blindsided because you're like, okay, this person is, they're, they're usually super charming and cute <laughs> yeah. and they do and say all the right things. They know how mm-hmm. to, I mean, they, they have all the nice things because they are, they've built their self-worth off of superficial things. So they usually have nice cars, nice places money and you know all the things that they need to rope someone in right aesthetically and you know all those outward materialistic things and they act as though they have you know integrity they may even say to you you know you can trust me um i'm not like the other other people but in fact they're they're not and they're worse than Mm. anyone you could ever encounter (laughs) wow 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 my spider senses, excuse me, are tingling as I just listen because <laughs> I'm like, <clears throat> yep, just lying at the beginning, pretending that they like the things that you like, yeah, um, pretending that they do the things that you do, just kind of finding their hook, acting mm-hmm. like they're some kind of way. And then um, a couple of months in, like you said, those red flags start popping up. So, um, so tell me, let's go ahead and, and walk through, like, I guess your last relationship because I think that's the one that we kind of touched upon um when we were having our private chat um a few weeks ago tell me a little bit more about that like how it began or not how it began but well I guess how it began as far as like how you were being treated which I have kind of like a a general idea um but then (laughs) once you started noticing little things kind of what what was going on sure I the beginning was so magical and beautiful. I mean, our meeting was super beautiful. We actually met um, at an event through mutual friends. Uh, mm-hmm. So I felt safer because of that. And I was not dating at the time. I had just resolved actually to not, to be intentional and not date anyone. But we met and we had a lot of seemingly similar interests. I later mm-hmm. learned that that wasn't the case, but oh my um, gosh, he was attractive and he presented well and he was a professional and everything that I thought I could, I couldn't even mention wanting something without him just 
going out and producing it and gifting me with it or wow. just the attention, the, mm-hmm. the attention to detail, remembering things, um, being so invested in meeting my friends and my family. And I remember we took a trip pretty early on, um, just took care of everything. I just felt like he was Prince Charming. And finally I've met someone that understands me and sees me and this is it because he was telling Mm -hmm. me that he would also say, and I was going to say, I was going to say really quick. So you probably had these ideas in your head, like women tend to do, because I know that Mm -hmm. I would do it sometimes too, like this fantasy in your mind, like, like it's a Disney movie, you know what I'm saying? And now everything's going to be perfect. And (laughs) this is just so magical and so wonderful. Finally, I've met, I've met the one and life is going to be perfect. Everything's great right? Yes. And they say Mm -hmm. that to you. They mirror Mm -hmm. you. So he would say Mm -hmm. to me, you know, oh my gosh, I've never met anyone like you. I'm just so blessed to Mm -hmm. have met you. And, you know, you are who I've been waiting for. And And I, you know, knowing that I do have lots to offer and I am fab, (laughs) fabulous. I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. You're welcome. (laughs) Yes. And you're welcome, but also just <laughs> you know. But that's the thing with them; they secretly. Mm-hmm. What happens is because they they project this this confidence that they don't have in time that becomes resentment because we are truly amazing. We have amazing character. We are all these things that we say that we are. They are not. So in time, they become resentful of you as their partner. They become Mm. resentful of your relationships. They become resentful of your accomplishments because in most cases they have lied and that is not the representative is not who they are. So Uh that's where Uh the abuse comes in. The abuse. I mean, and that can look like mental, physical, emotional. I went through it all with this person and uh, not, I mean, it was, there were so many out of this world experiences and mm-hmm. just seeing just the lies, the lies, the disrespect, the, the blatant, um, just disregard for anyone. It could be a family member. It could be, you know, supposed friends. He would calculate these stories out of thin air <laughs> and mm-hmm. just believe his lies. He would believe his own lies. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it became a horror story for me because I've now, you know, after not presenting anyone to my family, I'm not that type that's just like, hey, come meet my family, my friends. Right. Um, I've now made this public and he made it very public. So I battled that because, oh my gosh, we've now, you know, I've the embarrassment of, okay, this person that I thought was everything is actually a demon. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I know exactly what you mean. And I bet you people that women, ladies that are listening right now, they are most likely giving you all the snaps, all the yes, like giving just, we can't see them or hear them, but I bet you because once you introduce them, that's when, excuse me, the shit just hits the fan, right? The yes. shit just hits the fan and then he mm-hmm. just goes plum crazy. And, um, 
Yes. And then you, and, but you're right. You have this, this sense of shame. You have the sense of guilt. You have the sense of being judged. You have this sense of embarrassment. Like, okay, I know I've been posting him on Facebook. I know I've been posting him on Instagram. I know that I've been telling all my friends how amazing he is. I know that he met my mom and them um, at the mm-hmm. last barbecue function. Um, yes. I know he's on the family chat. Yeah. Okay. And now womp, womp, womp. <laughs> So do I say something? Do I get out of this relationship? How are people going to, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? What's going to happen? So I can imagine a lot of that was going through your mind. A lot of that. I was shamed and I just thought, I mean, I mean, that's where the devaluation comes from. That's another step in the narcissist process. It's devaluation. Like they devalue you. So at that point, you know, he they they need supply supply is why most narcissists are cheaters because they don't feel um within themselves they don't feel confident and they know they know who they are to the core they know that they have nothing to offer you um so they start to in their mind build a case against why you are awesome so all the things mm-hmm. that they loved about you in the beginning mm-hmm. Now they resent you for. So mm. now, you know, you love that I was gregarious and I was friendly and, you know, I, you love my personality in the beginning. And, but now I talk too damn much. <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't know when to shut up. Mm. I am, you know, you used to love that I was so social. Now I'm always out, out. I'm always outside. <laughs> you know, now my phone, you know, you can't stay off your phone. They, they find any and everything to devalue you in their minds, to justify them cheating, them Mm -hmm. discarding you um, because it makes them and their ego feel better that you're Mm -hmm. not, she's not actually every, or he, because there are female narcissists too. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, they, you'll see them begin to build this case against you and whole time they're, you know, they're pulling away their affection. They're no longer communicating in the way that they used to. So you're starting to feel insecure and starting to feel like, you know, what's going on and what can I do? In most cases, you make a scramble to regain their affection and attention. Mm -hmm. And that's where the downward spiral comes from and why so many beautiful women, so many powerful women um, that we see that, you know, outwardly you think, how, how could you be in this situation? Um, I, I understand now because I've been there where behind the scenes, everyone sees this glowing relationship and this Prince Charming who's awesome. He would surprise me at work with flowers mm-hmm. and surprise me. I remember one time he surprised me with, um, came up to my job. It was like a grand show for everyone else because they want everyone to think that they're this amazing person um, with a surprise date and gifts and all of these things for other people to Mm -hmm. co-sign them and not believe you. That's why you always seem crazy to their family. And if they do have any friends, you seem crazy because they've been sharing another version with their friend at the devaluation um, phase, they've usually already built a case with their friends and people in their corner to justify them setting up their exit. Cause they always mm-hmm. have someone else in the wings, always as wow. supply. 
They're literally like little mosquitoes that need to like feed on different people to make themselves feel like, um, you know, accomplished. Yeah, that's, that's a whole lot. And I am still just like, I'm picking up what you're laying down because I'm reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kind of like in shock. So I'm, I'm a little quiet because I'm just, everything that you're saying, Danny, it just resonates with me, like to my core. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just thinking back on some previous relationships and I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes complete sense about the cheating. Mm-hmm. And always needing to talk to other women and have people like having like people lined up and just doing mm-hmm. these insidious things like it, it and trying to shut you down. Like when you have aspirations and you you had aspirations yeah. when they met you, but then you still have these aspirations like you're always on your phone or you're always on your computer. You're always working. You're always doing this mm-hmm. and that. And you're like, I'm, I'm, this is me. You, you knew this. Right. Already. You already knew what was up. So. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is Black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. 
My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Waze Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. Oh, I'm just like, everything you're saying is just making complete sense. So what, like, it, what was like the final straw for you? What was like the, the straw uh. that camel's back and you're like you know what f this i'm done yeah. i'm out and yes. now now it's time for me to just shut all this down and and, re- and come back to myself like reclaim myself like what was that like what was like the final straw for you you know it took a lot because my self-esteem had withered to negative zero nothing nada mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i mean i i remember at one point he i knew he was lying he said that he was going on a a guy's trip and um the guys that he was going with I I just it didn't feel right in my soul in my spirit I knew that he was Mm -hmm. lying and I remember calling the hotel where he went and a girl wait a minute you know if you got a call you already know I knew I just Mm -hmm. I I woke up in the middle of the night and I Mm -hmm. I, you know I wasn't this person but I woke up and something he told me the hotel I called and a girl Mm -hmm. answered the phone Mind you, he, we were great. Everything was fine. Mm-hmm. He acted a fool, got on the phone. I told you it's over. I told you I didn't want to be with you. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Wait, wait, he wait, wait. Up- what? So did yes. he go to a hotel or not? I'm confused. No, he was in the hotel. I called the hotel, but she answered the phone. Oh, I missed. Okay. I yes. missed that. I was thinking the receptionist answered the phone. I was like, okay. 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 I asked Mm -hmm. for his room number, his room. Mm -hmm. They passed me through and she answered the phone, which means that you were there together because. Wait a minute. So he just assumed, right. He thought you were going to just maybe call him on his cell phone. I'm assuming if you needed something, you called the hotel. I did. She answered the phone. Oh my gosh. She sure did. She answered the wow. phone and she was like, hi. And yeah, she probably didn't know what's going on. No, she didn't. And that's the right. thing. I'm I'm never the type, you know, with him. It was never the other yes. girls. There was one in particular that knew that she knew and she still willingly mm-hmm. participated. But it really in, is him, you know? It is him. So I, right. I... That was the beginning of the end, but sadly, it was not the end because I let him justify it away, and we supposedly were working through things at that point. Um, but there were a few. He, 
also, I mean, throughout the course of the relationship, he um, couldn't hold down a job. And there, it got to the point where I, I just, I couldn't support the relationship. And I was like, no, I'm not about to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this is it. And he ultimately went on to be with one of the girls that he was cheating on me with mm-hmm. and have a child. Yes. So that was that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I, I just. Honestly, I had gotten to rock bottom. There was, you know, I mentioned a lot of abuse um, that I never saw myself taking or being a part of. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was one public incident that happened um, that I just could not move forward from because it was just so disrespectful. And um, but I'm, I am happy that it happened because it shook me awake. Mm-hmm. It is the, it was the catalyst for me going to therapy and mm-hmm. truly figuring out how I got to this point after, you know, lo- being in a place where I loved myself and, um, was so proud of who I am, mm-hmm. how I got to the point where this person I, w- I was allowing this from this person and justifying along with him. And, you know, I'm calling his mom and crying, you know, to his mom and his family, you know, it, it's just, it, it, I didn't recognize myself. And I I knew that something was wrong. I needed to work on myself and I couldn't, just like I couldn't blame the other women. I couldn't blame him for allowing, I allowed this. So I need to adjust some things within myself, within my values, within my self-worth, where this would never be acceptable from anyone. Well, one thing I do want to say is just like you can't blame and you wouldn't blame the other women, you can't blame yourself either. This wasn't a you, you know, problem. It wasn't a you, a me problem, sorry, but I did, I did learn that I had no boundaries from this from this mm-hmm. experience. And also I learned about attachment styles. Um, are you familiar with attachment styles? Very vaguely. Why don't you break it down? Okay. really quickly? Well, for this, yeah, for the sake of time, I'll say, you know, definitely I'll send you some resources, but also the Google and YouTube attachment styles. I knew nothing about attachment styles um, that are formed in childhood. So depending on your childhood, which I have done a lot of work, on my inner child because my childhood was challenging um, Mm -hmm. and set me, you know, a lot of the behaviors and things that I learned, I'm now unlearning. But uh, depending on your attachment style, I found that I had an anxious attachment style. So um, Mm. there's nothing wrong with that. But Mm -hmm. I was attracted to people with um, dismissive attachment styles who Mm. flee so I lean in when there are challenges I lean in I want to work through things I want to talk about it um I want to heal together Mm -hmm. me and my partner we can conquer the world Mm -hmm. dismissives are like f that (laughs) like (laughs) I'm out of here on to the next like they don't want to deal with any of their issues much like the difference the, the dichotomy between you know empaths and narcissists they're just like bye next and I'll recreate this story with someone else. And you won't even be a factor in my story. Like you, I, the three years that we were together, 
Mm -hmm. He's just like, oh, next. And because they're so charming, they start over with someone who's unassuming and has no idea what you have endured with them. So it was just like, I never happened Mm -hmm. in his Mm -hmm. mind. Um, But one thing that my therapist gave me, one one tool and one affirmation um, that I hold dear and in my, you know, dating relationships now um, is that at the end of our relationship, I felt so broken. I was a mess, a hot ass mess. Um, I just felt so stupid for all that mm-hmm. I allowed, mm-hmm. for who the behaviors that I exhibited. I mean, there were so many crazy experiences mm-hmm. and I I felt that I had degraded myself so much by what I allowed, but um, my therapist one day said, you know, <laughs> you keep saying that you're so stupid. She was like, but you're A, not in this relationship anymore. So go girl. Also, what if we shift the your mindset from I was stupid to I was hopeful and that mm-hmm. I have the capacity to love. I have mm-hmm. the capacity to be true to somebody and to be loyal to somebody. And if someone is healthy, and they want to heal, I have the capacity to heal somebody because every, all the energy that I was exerting on him, someone that truly did want to grow would have grown with me instead of resenting me and, you know, pretty much abusing me. Right. Um, and that is, there's so much beauty in that. She said, so instead of seeing yourself as this victim, which you, you know, you are a victim of, your circumstances, you, you, you know, you were in this situation, but instead of seeing yourself as such, see yourself as someone who truly escaped what could have been a life of misery mm-hmm. <laughs> with this person. Girl. I'm, I have, you know, thank God. I, I'm so grateful that I didn't procreate with him. We didn't have any children, but mm-hmm. I know people that have children with narcissists or abusers and, you know, they have to see this person every day. I'm so grateful to God that I don't, you know, we don't have anything con- connecting us any longer. Right. And I'm able to move on and heal um, without any connection to him. And Thank God. And also knowing that I have the capacity to truly love. And, you know, in most cases, narcissists don't. And they're always seeking the next next thing. So, mm, man, 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 man. Just a quick question before I ask you this next one. But does he still mm. reach out to you at all? Does he still pop no, up? No, we don't. There's no way for us to contact, be in contact at all. Good anymore. I mean, there. You know, no, <laughs> no. I've I've blocked. It changed so much. So, mm-hmm. um, he did look at my LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've I've blocked. Uh, there's no way. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, you don't need that yeah. shit in your life. So bye, <laughs> bye Felicia or bye Philippe. Mm-hmm. So how, Danny? Did you? I know that therapy was huge, and that's yeah. awesome. I'm a huge advocate uh, or promoter of, of therapy. Um, how did you start to reclaim yourself? Like, what was your process? How were you able to kind of move on? And just reconnect with yourself, 
start healing, yeah. building yourself up, reaffirming yourself, fi finding yourself, getting back to Danny. Like, how did you do that? What was the process? You know, I, I have to be honest with myself and sit down and um, acknowledge what I went through. Um, I think for so long, I danced around the fact that it was abusive. And I was like, well, that was a shitty relationship. But I had to sit down and say, no, you endured a lot, girl. Um, and be honest. Mm -hmm. There are, there are situations that I was in with him that I don't think I'll ever share with anyone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because they were that deep and hurtful. Yeah. Um, but, um, I think for one, getting honest and then for two, I wrote down every single thing that I loved about myself and I started to just love on me. I, another reason for me starting absolutely maybe was because I hated when people would say, just love yourself more. I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean when you say just, just you need to love yourself just more? Just do it, like, Danny. Okay. okay. Stop being so difficult. Just love yourself, Danny. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Um, you know, I, I hated that. So. I did so much research and I think that's why I lean on YouTube and Google so much because mm -hmm. I was like, I'm about to become PhD Danny on <laughs> yes. self-love and yes. self-worth. Let me tell you, Brie, like it's, it's still yes. an everyday process. Like mm -hmm. I still in dating, I still, you know, since loving myself, since therapy, I've still made blunders and like missteps in dating, but I do know I still, see so much growth in myself and I know what I will and what I won't tolerate. And I have boundaries now with friends, with, with everyone, mm -hmm. family relationships. So I think if, if therapy is an option, I definitely would suggest that for anyone mm -hmm. that has been through this is currently going through it. Um, just arm yourself with the knowledge of what, you know, these toxic relationships look like and especially with narcissists. Mm -hmm. Um, but also just know that you are the shit and mm -hmm. they chose you because you are the shit. Right. <laughs> you know, these awful people choose you because you're everything mm -hmm. and they are not. So, um, instead of allowing them to take that from you, own everything that you are, um, Tell them you're welcome and walk away knowing that you have the dignity and that you would never treat anybody the way that they, you don't have the capacity to. Mm -hmm. So instead of beating yourself up, it's, hey, I mean, I really should invoice you for all the time that <laughs> I gave you and all of the, right? you know, ego building that I did for you, but I'm going to walk away. I'm, I still have intrinsically all of the things that are were beautiful about me before I met you and afterwards, I'm taking all that with me too. And you're going to have nothing or you're going to have the next chick to leech off of, but I'm going to be over here working on myself and making myself even more dope mm -hmm. while you continue to play people. Yes. Yes. So you, you do not have to worry about um, what other people are doing, what they're doing. That's perfect. Um, I think that once you start to, 
realign with yourself and you start to center yourself and start to focus on um, just you and what makes you happy and how you want to live life and and I guess your boundaries and what you will and won't accept for your life that's when you know the magic starts to happen and things starts to start to shift so you ain't got to worry about what the other person's doing it's really all about you and reclaiming yourself reclaiming that part of yourself that is just sometimes we just lose that we yes. lose ourselves in relationships even the best of relationships sometimes we tend to lose ourselves um because you're right we kind of focus on others and how they're feeling and making them happy and making sure they're good um and that's in the best of relationships. In the worst of relationships, um, we are just dealing with all kinds of stuff that people would never even, even fathom is happening exactly. behind closed doors, you know? And that yeah. takes toll on us mentally. So I'm glad that you were able to to pump the brakes and 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 not internalize it so much, or you were able to get out of that internalization where I did this, it was my fault, I should be ashamed, or how did I not know this, or you know. Because it's again not about you, you know what I'm saying. And and I right. love how your therapist was just like, no, let's kind of flip that, you know, like do a Missy Elliott, put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it, <laughs> <laughs> and let's look yes. at this another way. Because yes, I mean, and she's right, he or she is right. Like just to be able to look at that in a different way and just to reframe it, because life is always teaching us something. It's always teaching us something. Um, yeah even in the, the craziest or hardest of times and relationships that we are in or, ex or have experienced. So, um, but I'm definitely glad that you were able to start to come back to self and, and because the Danny that I know, I didn't know this pre or this, this version of Danny, the Danny that I know and love is just bomb. She's amazing. She's incredible. <laughs> she's bubbly. She's lively. She's real. She's raw. She's just dope as hell. And, um, so whatever lessons you picked up from that, you know, um, maybe it even is weird, but sometimes even just being a little grateful for whatever life taught you, what, whatever you're able to take away from it and make it spin in a positive way, I should say. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I say that often that it made me better. I mean, it was one of the toughest things I've ever gone through. And I, I just remember feeling like, and I can identify with people that feel like this is it. My life is over. This is the last person that I'm going to love. I mm -hmm. mean, you think I'm getting older and something is wrong with me, but I, I am in such a better place now having gone through that and having gone through some dark days. And I think that was what allowed me to let it go completely. Just understanding that it's going to hurt. It's, it's going to hurt. I'm going to have some mm -hmm. days where I, don't want to get out of bed and there, I'm going to have some, I'm going to be angry. I was very angry for a long time because I felt like, mm -hmm. you know, I got played out of a lot, but right. that anger turned to forgiveness for myself mm. and forgiveness even for him because mm -hmm. to truly let it go, I had to embrace that. I'm not going to get an apology. <laughs> That's fine. Mm -hmm. But this person, you know, looking at him and understanding that, he doesn't even identify, he doesn't know who he is. So for him to apologize would have to include an acceptance on his part of who he right. is. And I can't wait around for that, for him to continue holding me hostage yes. emotionally. So I got to let it go. And that, I know that sounds easier said than done. Right. And it's hard, but 
um, acceptance, acceptance of yourself, acceptance of who you are. And another thing um, that I'll say is uh, through therapy, I've said that like five times. I know it may sound cliche and people say like surround yourself with positivity, but truly I buy myself flowers. I do things that make me feel good. I told you I write post-it notes, like little love notes to myself. I have them on the back of my door. Um, and then just realizing that I did have a void that I was trying to fill with this relationship. So, mm -hmm. um, and for me, that void was like really taking a look at some childhood stuff that I needed to, to face head on and some healing that I needed to do for myself. And I was looking to him as a partner to fill that in within myself. Um, and that's probably why I was more susceptible to the, the relate to getting into the relationship and why I stayed for so long. Because mm -hmm. I felt like without him, you know, there, there are a few different reasons, you know, you get into it and you're like, oh, I don't really want to, I don't want to disappoint anyone. Everyone loves the version of him that they know. And I'm embarrassed. But um, once I learned and I started dedicating myself to filling that void within myself, mm -hmm. things just kind of started like the self-love and the self-care became a priority for me. Mm. So. I just learned to to give myself be patient with myself as a, as patient as I was with him through the bullshit. <laughs> I was yes. like with when I was experiencing like sadness and frustration and anger and I wanted to call him and cuss him out or you know I I would stop and think about where that was coming from. I still needed I was still seeking validation from him in those moments. So mm -hmm. I had to learn to go inward and give myself that validation. Damn, I love that. I love that so, so much because you're right. <laughs> when we, when we fuss, because I think mm -hmm. once a woman stops fussing, mm -hmm. that's when you know, like, because I know that was for me. Like once I was done fussing, like I just didn't care anymore. I cared more about mm -hmm. myself than the relationship and or the other party. Right. I was done. I didn't have time for arguing. I didn't have time for conversation. I didn't have time to try to see what he needed or, you know, what was going on. I was done. I checked out and I brought the focus back to myself. And that's when things change. So I love that you said that because when we still are trying to be in this push and pull and trying to get something from the other person, even if it's you like telling them off, like once you are done, like yes. really done, you don't, need, you don't, there's nothing that you even need to say because in your mind, you you've already given yourself everything you need. You've given yourself permission to get the hell out of this relationship. You've given yes. your, yourself permission to love yourself again, the way that you deserve. You've given yourself permission to tell the world, Hey, I'm not a doormat. And you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm good over here and I'm going to, I'm going to work on myself now. Now it's time for me to, to, to do me. Once you're in that place, you don't need anything from anybody else. Period. I love that you were just like, I, I already know I'm not going to get it. I don't even want it. I don't care anyway. I'm going to put the focus back on me. It's not about him. That energy's not going to him. It's it's coming back to me. It's for me. This is my energy. Yes. I'm going to protect it. You know what I'm saying? So I yes. love that. I love it. I, I have a journal full of angry. When I would get angry <laughs> with him and want to text him, I would yeah. write a love note to myself. I would literally write, write a note to myself 
I, or to him, I would write it out on paper and mm -hmm. I would see that a lot of the frustration was just me projecting back the love that I wanted from him. Mm -hmm. I wanted affirmation. I still wanted him to say, you know, I'm sorry. Or, and that is affirmation. That's still affirmation and confirmation from him that you're good. So I had to learn. I had, I didn't have that before this. Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed him to say, I'm sorry, you are great. You are dope. You are amazing. You are a good, you know, partner, but I have to know that for myself or I'm going to walk into another situation and experience yeah. the exact same thing, which I have yes. <laughs> like being hundred percent transparent. Yeah. This wasn't the first bad, you know, relationship, toxic yeah. relationship. So I just, I, I know now I, you know, I see differences in myself and the way that I communicate and what I will and won't accept. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that going back to the self-love conversation. It's, mm -hmm. it's annoying to hear people say that, like, love yourself more, but it truly does stem from self-love. So, yeah, it's a process. It's a process. It is, you know, and sometimes you do hit your head against that same wall until you really, until that lesson really sinks in or until right. you really start to believe, or even if you don't quite believe it, but you, you know, that you, you know, I can't do this anymore to myself. I've got right. to do better. I've got to have better. I deserve better than this. Um, and I'm going to take the necessary <laughs> steps to, 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 to pull myself out of this and, and to just get what I want out of life. Cause this ain't it. You know what I mean? What so whatever. Deserve. I what yeah. you deserve. One last deserve thing I'll say yeah. that helps me when I'm in these situations and I'm feeling like I need this person to respond or I need this person to affirm me or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know where this wasn't for therapy, but I saw this practice and I love it so much. Um, I have a photo of myself as a, as a child, like as a kid, mm -hmm. as a baby. Um, well, not as a baby. I was like five and mm -hmm. I envision that myself at that age going through or responding, dealing with what I'm currently dealing with. So if it were my niece who's five, you know what I mean? I envision that mm -hmm. little Danny is dealing with this jerk who yeah. either won't respond or like he would block me or, you know, <laughs> he would block all, all these terrible things that I experienced. Would I, how would I advise her? What would I say to that five-year-old innocent child? Because that's truly who I am to this day. I still am sensitive. I'm still, you know, we talked about being needy and that not being a right. bad thing. I, I know what I need and what I deserve because I give those things. It's reciprocal. So if I wouldn't allow that for little Danny, for a 35-year-old Danny, I'm not going to allow it either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here for it. Loving it. Loving, <laughs> loving it all. Loving it all. And I love it. I love how you reclaimed your power. I love yes. it so much. I love a good repower, re reclaiming your time, reclaiming your power kind of story mm -hmm. because they are just life giving and we need these kind of conversations. Right. We do. So as we yeah. kind of wrap this up, mm -hmm. um, I want to ask you, like, since 
you know, we, we talk about self-care all the time. Like what's one thing that you do? What does Danny do um, regularly um, that kind of pours into you, fills you, fills up your cup, you know, of, of that mm -hmm. good, good, like what's something that you do for self-care? Yeah, I take, I've, I've learned to take time to myself and to really just love on myself and, mm -hmm. um, I do a lot of writing and like listening to Beyonce and rewriting her lyrics. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I literally just, the love that I have for other people and the way I can hype my friends and my family up, I mm -hmm. have learned to give that to myself. But mm -hmm. I think, um, I used to be on the go all the time and just like spinning my wheels, spinning my wheels. Um, not to say aimlessly, but, I just didn't have much time for myself. And now I'm giving myself that time. And um, just, I don't know if you watch Insecure, but you know how Issa Rae looks in the mirror and like has conversations with herself. And she's like, you are that chick, you know, and hypes herself up. I do the same thing. I call it like a mirror moment. I have mm -hmm, mirror moments mm -hmm. where I'm just like, everything that I want someone else to give to me and say to me, I'm verbally saying to myself and I write it down. I'm not yep. kidding. I have post-it notes with quotes and like characteristics of myself posted in my room, like just so that I remember, okay, in a moment of weakness, because I still have them. I still have, you know, I still have some days where I'm feeling insecure AF mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I have to recharge myself and regroup. So, um, Reminding myself to go inward and not to be reliant on what other people have to say, because we're all we're in very vulnerable positions. You know, you have a platform that's very, you know, public. I have mm -hmm. one that's like public and I have to build myself up so I'm not susceptible to being hurt by someone, you know, anyone. Mm -hmm. And if I'm standing firm in who I am, nobody's going to be able to tell me that. They're not going to be able to tell me anything. I had a conversation about this yesterday. Um, just talking about walking in boldness and believing that you're the shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're mm -hmm. not taught that. We're not taught to just love ourselves. It's like arrogant to love yourself. But if you don't love yourself, then you're insecure. And that's just based on, that's still based on what other people perceive you as. So you may as well love yourself instead of, being self-deprecating and humble. <laughs> you may as well just have a bold, passionate relationship with yourself. Yes. As opposed to, well, no, not me. Well, for you, like, that's great for you. Or you deserve this relationship. You deserve this job. You deserve to travel. You deserve to get your heart's desires, but not me. Because mm -hmm. why? Why don't I also believe that? <laughs> like, why don't I yeah. deserve that? Why don't I deserve yeah. financial freedom? Why Hell don't I yeah. deserve this relationship? Why don't I deserve, you know, all the things that I, I'm manifesting for myself? I need to write it down, make the vision plain and just work towards it and pray over mm -hmm. it and cry over it and sage over it and, you know, burn a wax and lather candle over it. Like, you know, like, what, 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 <laughs> you know, it's, yes. it's, um, just rewiring and I'm working on a project, um, hashtag unlearning, uh, just about unlearning all of the things mm -hmm. that we 
just picked up and learned, you know, from generation to generation, um, having conversations with our moms, our dads, mm -hmm. and finding out, you know, what they're trying, they were traumatized. So it was mm -hmm. just passed down from generation to generation. But our ancestors are still here trying to help us heal. So we can call on them and just learning how to take time for yourself, pray and heal. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So many, so many yeses to everything <laughs> that you were saying. And that part, that part, girl, about um, not needing external validation. That part, yes. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> I think we, I mean, that's just how society is built up. You know, like we seek that external not head nod, that external validation that we're doing all right, that we're good, that we're valuable, that we, you know, that we're dope, that we're lovable, that we're smart, like that we're fancy enough, that we're hip and, you know, <laughs> doing all these things that, you know, that we look, we do, we look outward when really it's more so about worrying about what the hell you think about your own damn self and, and, and loving yeah. your own self. And, and, you know, like I said, just kind of going in, see, see what you might be missing and just build that up and don't worry right. about what the naysayers may say or what people that, that holds us back so much. I know we're kind of yeah. going off topic, um, but that holds us back so much from being the, the type of woman um, that you may eventually want to evolve into because, you know, out of fear of what people might think, oh, she thinks she better than us, or she trying to be this and that, or, um, you know, just, just doing those kind of things, building a business. Oh, she trying to have a business. She Ooh. ain't going to be successful. She ain't going to make no money. Why you blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. can't worry about that kind of stuff because you are going to mm -hmm. limit and, and, and God has so much in store for you. Um, but we block our blessings and we block our potential because we worried about, what people are going to think. And half the time, honestly, people ain't even worried about you, child. They ain't even thinking They're about not. you. Okay. They're but we are just <laughs> yeah. so like externally focused, you know, that we, yeah. we, we shrink and we fear that people are going to talk about us. And even if they do, so, so what? Is that going to, don't, yeah. if they, they are, then they're not, yeah, they're not on the same journey of healing. I know I right. sound crazy to a lot of people now that are so used to me shrinking, that are so comfortable with me just kind of downplaying and playing the background or being insecure. And I still have moments of like mm -hmm. insecurity, but I can now like I check it in myself. I'm like, okay, this is an area we need to work on, but I also will come back five minutes later and like, you know what? I was <laughs> <laughs> I am everything. Yes. I don't, um, you know, but I also wanted to say really quick that mm -hmm. there is nothing wrong with seeking after like that literally words of affirmation is a love, one of the five love languages. So there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. wanting affirmation. It's when you live, die and breathe <laughs> yes. for that affirmation. That yes. is an issue. Cause there's nothing wrong with, I mean, one of my, my love language is words of affirmation. So. I love affirmation, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to die and flatline and need right. to be cleared and pumped <laughs> anymore <laughs> if I don't get it like I used to. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. 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 Well, Danny, this conversation has been life sustaining. 
and oh. um, <laughs> like I just oh. got all the life in this in this hour, this conversation. Um, Me too. I know people are gonna want to, you know, connect with you, be nosy, yes. see what you're doing, see how Danny is living her best life. Um, <laughs> yeah. on abs- absolutely, maybe. But so, w- tell us more. Where can we find you? Where can we peep you? Where can we follow you? Yes. Well, definitely on Instagram at. Abso, A-B-S-O, maybe. Um, also, my website, www.absomaybe.com. You can email me at danny at absomaybe.com. Um, those are the best ways to reach me, but Instagram is probably the best mm-hmm. um, just because I'm always in my DMs. Slide in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, yeah, and I'm always super quick to respond, and I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Danny, thank you so much for pouring into us today. You have blessed mm. us. You have blessed my audience. You have blessed me with your truth, thank your story, um, and just just how you are really embodying or w- what it means to to love yourself, work towards yeah. loving yourself, figuring your life out, but ultimately just saying, you know what, I'm not gonna take take. I'm not gonna accept anything less than the best for my life, which every woman needs to know, every woman needs to hear. So I I just thank you for blessing us today. And thank you for being a guest. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. This was fun. Um, You know, it's it's vulnerable, but I've gotten comfortable with sharing my truth because I I want us to all be able to just heal together. So thank you. Yes. Hashtag Black Women Healing. Thank you so much, Danny.